Hello. Hey, Merlin. Hi, Dan. How are you? I, I'm loving these Skype auto responses. Oh, yeah. You know, I built a bot. It's a support <laughs> bot. Yeah. Robot. Robot. <laughs> Robot uh, <laughs> sends uh, supportive, inspirational messages uh, to my male friends. Oh, I, I like that. Is that what I was communicating with here? Well, yeah, Robot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I did it in Pearl. Uh, okay. and, uh, and it'll say, out of boy, or now you're talking, yeah. or, am I right? Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a way, you know, it's just guys being guys on Skype. Uh, well, what, <laughs> it, what it, 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 one of the, the new Skype apparently provides these, these answers. And one of them was, uh, yes, it does. I know, or I know baby. Mm-hmm. So I use any, anyone that, that sounds like I'm talking to a romantic partner. I will use that oh, one. Count okay, all the I think time. you got a different one than I did. Mm. Mine is mine is just more like a needy middle aged man <laughs> who's like, you should come to the man cave some sometime, <laughs> have some brews and darts <laughs> and um, chicks, yeah, and ducks and geese yeah. better scurry. Um, I'm gonna close these tabs. Oh, the train is very extra loud this morning on this Tuesday morning. The windows are open, or no, no. No, windows closed. That's just some days it's louder than others. It might be the dew point. I still don't understand what dew point is. We've talked about dew point. Well, dew point, I don't, don't email me, but like, it seems like that should be the role of humidity, but I don't know. I don't know, Dan. I don't know. See, that's the kind of thing the robot could say. I don't know, man. That chick's whack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> things, things of that sort is <laughs> what robot would say. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh-huh. She needs to respect you, man. Um, so that's the thing. That's why I'm so tired. That's the thing I've been working on in Pearl. Is Pearl uh-huh. Yeah, it's interesting you chose Pearl to do that in 2018. Yeah, I wanted a functional coding uh, framework structure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been working out pretty good for me. I got to say, it's been pretty, pretty, pretty good. How are you, Dan? How are you on this fine Tuesday morning? Are you well? It's it's we're past the middle of October now, which is kind of stunning to me. Yeah, it seems to go go faster every year. We've got some like for for Austin, some super cold weather, super early. Uh, it's like in the forties here and raining and. Oh uh, God! Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is that anomalous. I, I mean, it's unusual. I'm sure it's happened before, but it's well, it's yeah, not, everything's happened before. That's that's history. It's not what people are expecting. And it went the day before it got it got cold yesterday. The day before that, it was in the 90s, and humidity was like 95 percent, and it was horrible. And then the, that coming ahead of this big storm that came through, and then lots of rain, and now it's in the 40s, and uh, we'll stay cold for a little while. I don't mind it. It's a nice change. I used to make fun of old people for so many things. Cause yeah. I, you know, as, as you know, well, it's I always easy to do it and it's fun. It is fun. They're stupid and, and, and they wear funny pants mm-hmm. and the olds. And, uh, I used to always, especially make fun of like the, the boring stuff. Like the, talking about the weather, how it's changed. The mild social <laughs> lubrication of weather talk. Yeah. Like, ah, some weather. Ah. But no, I, I, I follow it. I've got a weather station. I got a really boss weather station. I know you station. do. And you, I want, I want, you never put, you keep saying, oh, I'll put the link in the show notes. But I, I want to get the affiliate one. fee. I, it's a really good weather station. And what's nice about it is, so it's a good weather station. Yeah, I'll put it in notes if I can find it. Um, we, had a, we had a challenge on Dubai Friday to buy a weather station, set it up. And, uh, and then monitor it. And I, I still really love mine. It's, um, uh, but here's, what's really cool. It's made by Accurite. And the nice thing is you can buy these little satellite sensors Mm. that they look almost like, um, 
a Wiimote sized thing, okay. a little smaller, smaller than that. But you can deploy those around the house in different rooms and it will tell you uh, the temperature and relative humidity all throughout your house. You want to see a screenshot of my weather? Yeah. All right. Um, it's kind of cool though. So I can see, oh, like, let's, let's go look. Let's go look at my house right now. Right now it's 53.4 degrees outside, no wind. Our family room is 64.9 degrees. Our bedroom is 65.6 degrees. The hallway upstairs, 67.6 degrees. Down by our front door, 63.4 degrees. Our garage is at chilly, 61.7. And it, and it, it keeps the weather for you over time. I like that. Um, Have, there's a new weather app out. Well, I don't know. I, it's new, new to me. And it's called it. WT Forecast, like WTF, what, okay. what the forecast? Yeah, yeah. And I would say it's in the spirit of carrot weather. Yeah. Um, in it's not, it doesn't have like a, an AI that's angrily talking to you, but it does. It's, it's like right Ooh, now. It, does, it uses some saucy language. It looks like. Yeah. It says it's raining and mother nature gives zero craps mm. and it shows a sort of little windmill spinning, but it, it's a pretty cool one. I'm always look. I'm always on the lookout for the next great weather app. Yeah, That's I mean, I think one. there's there's still room. For, a lot of room. Still room. There's still room. Um, yeah, I got a bunch on my iPad because I got when I got into the. Um, I mean, I might as well be building freaking model trains at this point. But when I got <laughs> into the having a weather station culture, um, there's one. Um, if you've registered as a weather underground station, there's one called Wonderground that will uh, show you what's happening at your station. It's a little prettier than the Accurite um, app. Um, and, but there's some good ones out there. I still think dark sky is kind of magical because dark, that, that, that ability to know like pretty precisely when it's going to rain is really, really cool. We had the crazy, anyway, the point is the, the, I'll I'll put that in show notes. When you, when you tell me about something you like, I will go find it. Remind me. Um, we had the craziest day yesterday. It was, it was a high of 74 and it was like 14% humidity. Now we do not get a surpassing amount of 14% humidity. But like my daughter and I walked to the grocery store, like did, did a like mile and a half walk. And I was like, are you noticing this? Like how we're not like feeling saturated by right. the air. Right. It's not because it's w- often well over 90 degrees humidity here. It's just that it'll be 50 some degrees and it's just, you know, foggy. And so this is the kind of thing you have to look forward to. Now, listen, enjoy your youth. Enjoy your youth. Try not to make terrible life choices, but just get ready. There's going to be a point in your life when you talk a lot about weather and which uh, route you took to get somewhere. Oh, did you take, take 280? Yeah, I took 280. 101 over the 380? 380 to 101? Yeah. 280, 280, uh, 380 to 101. Yeah. Backed up to the maze. Now there's a motorcycle. Is the window, windows are open or something? No, no. No windows <laughs> open. Um, because on uh, the first hand, uh, I, I got a new Fitbit last week. Mm-hmm. On the second hand, we got uh, a lot of uh, interesting feedback from listeners about fitness tracking. And on the third hand, which is the one that comes out of your sternum, you bought yourself one of these Fitbit uh, dinguses too. Yes, and I, I like it, but I'm I'm that, not that, sure it's for that, me, so I want to talk about that. That, 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 that. <laughs> That's called pod scatting. Yeah. No, save it for the segment. Um, it's very early here. It's 8.40 a.m. Oh, that's walk my daughter. Yeah. Walk my daughter to school. Couldn't find her Harry Potter. If anybody finds my daughter's uh, Harry Potter water bottle, let me know. Hit me up. 
Where was the last time she saw it? She's useless at this kind of information. She's okay. okay. I've really tried to back off on telling personal anecdotes about my daughter, but sometimes she does some real dingling stuff. One is like, she just leaves her water bottle at school. That's okay. This is part of a set. She has a Harry Potter backpack set. Uh-huh. So it's a backpack. It's another backpack. It's got her name on it. Everything's got her name on it. It's got a cool lunchbox and it's got a really nice bespoke Harry Potter water, water bottle, water, water, water bottle, water, hydration affordance. Uh-huh. And, you know, she's done pretty good. You know, it's been two months, but like, uh, since school started, but you know, we don't want to lose it. But like, she just, she does this thing where like, I, I don't know if you go through this with your kids, but kids do not have a super useful sense of time and what it means. Do you ever encounter this? Well, elaborate well, a little. Okay. Well, we, uh, we wake up usually around six thirty or so. Right. And immediately the clock starts ticking. Now here's my mental, my internal clock, especially on the, I I pick up every day and I drop off three days a week. And my thing from the beginning has been, you need to be dressed by seven. Right. And you need to be ready to walk out the door at what time? 7.30. Otherwise, Apollo crashes. We have one opportunity to thread this needle. Don't kill Tom Hanks. You need, if we, if you leave at 7.31, we left late. And that's so, you know, I'm padding it with an extra five to eight minutes. But, you know, that's a thing that I do. So instantly, from the minute I get up, I'm groggy. I'm still, the coffee's still boiling. And I'm, I'm like, all right, it's 6, 37, so start moving. And suddenly, I'm John's dad. You start moving toward getting your clothes on. And then I'm like, okay, 7, 12, 7, 16. And, and I'm the asshole who's yelling out what time it is all morning. Yeah. Thinking that it's having any effect at all. You know, it's, it's, it's 7, 21. Let's put down the dragon book and start putting shoes and socks on. Dependencies to this project. <laughs> Apollo has crashed. It is 7.31 a.m. And she's getting frantic. And I said, oh, oh, you think maybe that'd make you want to move things up a little bit in the morning so we're not leaving after Apollo's crashing and you, and you, and you kill Tom Hanks? And so she's, she's got all her stuff, as always, spread all over the place. And I've, I've been begging her, please start putting the things in the backpack the night before so we don't have this in the morning. And she goes, you ready for this classic? Where's my Cleopatra book? And I say what I always say. I say, I don't know, sweetheart. It's not my day to watch it. And she says, where is it? It was right here. I say, it was right here. She says, yes, the Cleopatra book was right here. I say, right here, as in 18 inches from the top step where a Cleopatra book belongs, that's where the Cleopatra book was. And she said, yes, what did you do with my Cleopatra book? (laughs) And I said, well... Uh, this is, you can imagine how embarrassing, you yeah. can imagine how embarrassing this is for me, Eleanor, because you finally, you finally unmasked me as the person who deliberately takes your things and puts them in the wrong place. I said, what color is it? She says, it's green and yellow. And it was right here. I says, you sure it was right there? Cause I did go up and down. I took out the compost last night and I did not trip over a green and yellow Cleopatra book. Are you sure a, that that's where it was? And B that's kind of, do you think that's where it belongs? She's like, what did you do with my Cleopatra? Uh huh. And so I, I said, well, if, if I'm not saying I did, if I did anything with your beautiful green and yellow Cleopatra book, it was probably moving. it. so it wasn't right next to the top stair where you kill a 51 year old man. That's right. I said, let's go look in the piles. I said, what I always say, let's go to the stacks. So we can't find, we can't like find in Harry the God, Potter. Like in the, the Godfather. Let's go to the stacks. We can't, you, go, you, go, you know, sometimes you got to just bad blood. You got to go to the, go to the stacks. <laughs> I left it noisy. You just drop it. Drop it and walk out. Yeah. You ask him if you can go to the bathroom. (laughs) 
So now we don't know where the Cleopatra book is, and now it's my fault. And she's mad at me because the book was not in the middle of the hallway by the steps. Uh-huh. Do you ever encounter things like this? Oh, Dan? Yeah, Are yeah, see, now I know your son is very organized and like things. My daughter is not organized. And you know, as somebody, you can guess, you can speculate as somebody who has struggled with organization in the past and now considers it something I'm better at yeah. because I had to be. Can you see how that's frustrating? To Very, me? yeah. So yeah. Anyway, Tom Hanks is dead. What? We, we killed Apollo. We had one opportunity to get this right. We had to put, a, put a sign on there. Don't hit this button. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Speaking, of, speaking of that, I, I just want to mention, I saw First Man. Oh, was good. I heard it's really good. I really, really liked it. I don't think it's, you know, I, I also watched the TV show, The First, which is about a mission to Mars, Sean Penn on the mission to Mars. Oh, right. Of course. And it's interesting that these two things came out at essentially the same time and that they both have the word first in them. Uh, things are weird like that. Like we had a, a bug movie and the ant. Remember we had, we had ants and bees. Ants and bees. And- it's happened, I think, several times with Napoleon. There's times where, where suddenly there'll be multiples of a topic that comes out that it's are weird. seemingly unrelated, but like within the same month. It's so strange. Well, I love this movie. I thought it was very, very good. It was, you know, it was more about uh, the, the, the personal side and the emotional side of what right. went on as opposed I heard, to... I heard it's pretty gritty. Like, you really feel what it's like to be banging around in that can. Oh, yeah. That, and I've never seen it like this before. And we, you're talking about um, Tom Hanks and Apollo uh, and, and th- those missions. I thought they did a, a wonderful job of telling that story. But this, you really get the sense that these capsules, especially the early ones, it's you're just like locking yourself in like an old refrigerator. Like Going it's tens of thousands of miles it's crazy. in this thing. That's basically like a fortified boat. And they, the way that it's they, cra- it's nuts. Yeah. And you know what we're used to, especially because I saw 2001 in the theater, the 4k restoration of it, um, weeks ago at that, you know, we're very much used to space being shown the way that it was it's shown in star wars or star trek or a million other space movies where you're seeing you're seeing outside of the the vehicles you're seeing them fly around you're seeing them approach planets and other things in this it i'm try i was trying to think if there was a single shot other than the rocket launches but i think what they used and this is nothing that i've read it's nothing that i've heard um or or heard talk about but i, I noticed this Afterwards, as I was re- reflecting back on the movie, the mm-hmm. only things that they show you are from the human's own perspective. So, the, if the review that I heard on NPR, that's exactly what they said. Okay, it's not go- the usual thing of like you're seeing the big blue marble rising over yeah. the moon. It's you're you're seeing really like what it's like to be a person. Tight shots of being stuck in that little can. Yeah. So if you're in the can and they're looking out the window, like you see out the window, and the windows are real crappy windows. I mean, they're they're fogged over or they're iced over or they have stuff on them that's you know they had water from the launch and it froze and it's still on there while they're in space. It's not like they have this glorious beautiful view out the window it's this crappy little defroster right it's this crappy little window you can barely see out of that's how they're seeing stuff and you see that you do see the rockets taking off but human beings were on the ground looking at that so that's how you see it from their perspective and it really made for a very i believe probably realistic or the most realistic we've seen of what it would have been like to be in these crappy little tight capsules and i'll tell you what my heart was racing in these different segments when they were up and like, you don't know what's going to happen. Even though like, I know that like, I know what happened. 
so you know, I, yeah, that, I feel the same with Apollo 13. Yeah. I mean, I, I've watched it so many times. It's a my great daughter movie. loves it. And it's still, it's still, I'm still on the edge of my seat for the last Every time, right? Every time. Yeah, it's so well done. Well, I so highly well recommend this movie. It's not like an action blockbuster film. It's it's very much a, a slow burn, um, personal and, and emotional kind of film. And, and they did an excellent job. And the, um, I forget her name but the uh, actor who plays the um, the queen in the in the Netflix the crown oh yeah Claire, Claire Foy thank you she's, she's excellent amazing. in this she plays the um, Neil Armstrong's wife and uh, with an American accent that you would never know wasn't American she wasn't American and, and but the acting is great the time period is captured perfectly and also I was reading an article yesterday talking about um, Omega and the watches because famously there's um, the Omega moon watch did go to the moon and uh, they they all have Omega watches on, and they worked with Omega not as a product placement, but to get like these museum pieces so that they would be exactly accurate. And Omega oh, cool. produced like four or five museum quality pieces for them to use in the film. Uh, this is such a great movie. I really recommend it. Really, really good. That's a good suggestion. Um, uh, so last night, I always have a reason why I stayed up later than I should. Well, last how late night, were you up? Mm, oh, after 11. Yeah. Uh, I try 1030 is my target time. That's great. Um, I envy you. Thank you. That's really all I ask from <laughs> robot. Envy from your, your robots. I'm at a point in life where really the only joy I can have, and it's really not much is envy. Cause I have so little to be envied about. Um, but I used to be Merlin man. Uh, <laughs> duh. So last night, oh yeah, first of all, I mean, I'm, I'm always making playlists now, not always, I like making playlists, and I, I, I started, I went down a little rabbit hole last night, and again, I love Spotify, they make this so easy, um, I started a playlist based on yesterday's Roderick on the Line, it's essentially uh, songs where, when the song starts, it's kind of hard to hear like what the one is, sometimes because of weird polyrhythms or strange time signatures or you know, and so I started making this uh, this uh, playlist of that. That's pretty good. You can uh, you can uh, I'll, I'll post it again on Twitter, but I posted it last night if you want to see it. The other thing I did was I started watching something that, in another time, would have made me so happy, but was kind of depressing to watch, but still so good. I watched this thing from I want to say Discovery. It's called Above and Beyond: NASA's Journey to Tomorrow, and uh, you might want to check it out if you can. It's it's from this year TV thing. Um, and it's directed and produced by a Kennedy relative, oh. as in the president. And it's it's a real whistle stop, but it starts with, you know, giving a speech. We go to the moon, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. Right. We, um, why does Rice play Texas? Well, again, this is why this is why I say difficult, not hard. So Rice, though, Rice is a good college, right? Doesn't that have, don't they have the largest endowment in the United States than they used to? I don't know. They're, they're, they're the liberal arts school that always be, would beat our liberal arts school as the top um, cheap liberal arts school. It's because they had that big endowment. That's rice, right? That's what I'm thinking of. I think that's when you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it actually goes pretty quickly through. It skips over uh, Gemini. It skips over that mostly goes goes through Apollo. By the end of the, like the first act, they're already on the moon. But it really covers the stuff that I kind of knew know about, but don't really know about. That's actually the most fascinating, which is the banana stuff that we have sent into space. In the last 40 years. Like what? To like go to, well, I don't remember the names. Of the, the, the one that they open with is uh, the Curiosity rover going to Mars. Yeah. I mean, really think about that. Like we sent a little robot 
to Mars. I know. Like, walks around and takes photos on Mars. <laughs> they also talked about Voyager. They talked about just, but, and then what's the one? Is, is it Voyager? There's the one that's like just going to like, we don't even know how long we'll be able to communicate with it. It's going so far away. Yes, there were two Voyager space probes, if I remember correctly. Voyager well, 1. Go to like Jupiter or Venus or something? And Voyager 2. And I believe that um, Voyager 1 actually left after Voyager 2, if that's right. Hold on, I got to look this up now. But one of them was sent immediately just out. Go away and go as far as you can. And the the other one was first going to study the solar system. And then, okay, here here's the gist. I just found it. Voyager 1 uh, was launched uh, September 577 to study the outer solar system. Voyager 1 launched 16 days after its twin Voyager 2. Uh and they have been going 40, Voyager 1 has been going for 41 years, one month and 11 days. Oh my goodness. And it still communicates with the deep space network. And, it's doing that uh, with 70s technology. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. And Voyager 2 was just sent to study the outer planets. And uh, and it just went, they say it, it was on a trajectory that took longer to reach Jupiter and Saturn, but enabled further encounters with Uranus and Neptune. Well, I, I guess a show like this is it's along the lines of probably what you would tell children in a film strip when yeah. I was a kid, but like I needed to be reminded of this and they talked to these folks from NASA and I don't know. It's just, I, it's, it's almost impossible not to be fatalistic and cynical about the United States right now. The president called a woman he had intercourse with a horse face today. That's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with that. We're dealing with this utter refusal to deal with climate change where they're saying we got maybe 10, maybe 20 years. We got maybe 10 years to like really turn this around. And you, want to show like this. you mean before it's too late? Yeah. I mean, the report that came out last week is like, which is not getting enough attention is just shattering. And then you watch a show like this and you're like, you know, a bunch of, bunch of smart, you know, nerds like figured out how to send electronics into space, like in my lifetime. That's mind boggling to me. And then to see the photography that comes back from that, I realize that's not the point per se, but to be able to like go and like do an orbit around Mars in the like, whatever, 70s, 80s, be able to like just see what Mars looks like. You could look at the progression of the, there's wonderful infographics that will show you the progression of detail and photos that they're able to get now. And you just, you see that like we are, like they said in this show, like we are this oasis in this great void in some ways. And like, I don't know, I don't mean to go on and I don't make it sad at 8.55 on a Tuesday morning, but- mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, um, it's exhilarating and inspiring, inspiring in a true sense of the word. It literally fills you with air, as Aristotle would say, because like you go like, man, let your, you know, uh, reach exceed your grasp. Like what an amazing idea that we were able to do that starting what, 50, 60 years ago. And I mean, the last time we we walked on the moon was like 1972. Mm -hmm. That's so mind boggling to me. But anyway, it'll make you depressed about the president calling a lady a horse face uh, and, and refusing to acknowledge that giant chunks of ice are disappearing off of Greenland and raising the sea level in a way that is going to be catastrophic to almost everyone you and I know in Florida. Anyways, above and beyond, colon, NASA's journey to tomorrow. Um, very good. I have a, I found it. It looks like you can watch full episodes on the discovery.com website. I don't know where else it might be, but that's a place to start. If there's a truck out there, look on the back. The other thing I want to say to you is, uh, so did you ever see David Fincher's movie, the remake of uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? No, I have never seen those movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Do not watch it with kids, but it's... it's. Uh, I've heard they're and, very disturbing, and that's always kind of turned me off of it. Yeah, well, 
it's it's got a lot of super upsetting stuff in it, but it's it's David Fincher. I love David you get, Fincher, you get James and that's the Bond. only movie I've never seen that he's done. And you get that Rooney sister, one of the Rooney sisters, the one that wasn't in House of Cards, and she's terrific. She's so terrific in it that people flipped when it was announced that Girl in the Spider's Web would be coming out, featuring, as this total badass, featuring Claire Foy. Ah, the internet blew up. How can you have the Queen of England playing uh, whatever her name is, mm-hmm. the girl with the motorcycle? I would encourage you, I put it, uh, the IMDb link is in here. You should go check out the trailer for The Girl in the Spider's Web. All right. Um, and, and check out Claire Foy in that and think, oh my God, she's the queen. She's such a badass. That's cool. So we got a lot to talk about. I'd love to hear about something you like. Um, and then I will tell you about my weather station. All right. Because I'm 51. Right. Going on 52. There's not even enough syllables. Sound of Music doesn't have enough syllables for my song. <clears throat> I am aged, getting more aged. It'll probably end real soon. <laughs> With that bleak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He starts out as a delivery boy and he becomes a Nazi. That's the 30s. That's what you're dealing with. Okay. So maybe you could tell me about something you like. Oh, and then, of course, we'll talk about uh, fitness tracking. Hey, Dan, (laughs) tell me about something you like. Oh, let me tell you about FreshBooks. 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 This is, listen, this message goes out to all the freelancers listening to us right now. If you could get 192 hours a year of your time back, wouldn't you do it? Mm -hmm. I think you would want to do it well. You can do that with FreshBooks. That's how much time you spend making ridiculous invoices that are ineffective Ugh. and trying to get paid and trying to communicate with, uh, with the people who, who should be paying you and who probably owe you money. FreshBooks takes all the stress out of that and it saves you time. They make really, really easy to use cloud accounting software for freelancers, for small, I think medium-sized businesses to use. We use it. I've used it for years. Merlin, I know you use it. And I don't know how you stop using FreshBooks. If you need to invoice people for things, you could print out a piece of paper, throw it in the air and hope somebody finds it. Right. This is, yes, this is in part the MacGuffin is the invoice. The real thing is it helps you get paid. Right. You can see if they've seen your invoice. They have payment gateways. You say, cross my palm. Here's the way to compensate me for my hard work. That is it's irreplaceable. And once everybody starts using it, like you and I both use it, it is a, it is very virtuous when two different people are working together using FreshBooks. It makes it so much easier for everyone involved. Everyone should be using FreshBooks. I totally agree. From the mobile expenses stuff, so that if you're out on like a lunch appointment and you want to expense that, you take a picture in the app of the receipt and it goes in the app. Like everything that that is a headache about Getting paid, tracking expenses, sending invoices, they have made it so easy to do. You can even get payments online. With two clicks, you can set yourself up. So now when your uh, your client says, oh, we, we really like to use a corporate card, can we pay you that way? Instead of saying no, you can say yes, and that will make them happy, and you'll get, again, gets you paid faster. And that's what it's all about. And they even have automated late payment reminders that you can configure and control. You can set what the message says. So that way, if your client hasn't paid 15 days after or a day after or 30, whatever you want, it'll send them a little reminder email saying, oh, by the way, there's this invoice. You haven't paid it. And of course, my favorite feature, it lets you know when your customers and clients have seen the invoice that you've sent them because it sends them with a little link in their email 
for you. They click the link and it says, oh, this person read this invoice that you sent. So no more of that. I never got it. I never got it. Gone. It's history. We we can't make bad people want to pay you, unfortunately. There's, there's no way to make terrible people pay you in the way that you deserve. What we can do with FreshBooks, and I'm speaking we, it's the royal we, it's the Claire Foy we, mm-hmm. is that we can make it way easier for everyone involved to get back to focusing on the work by not having to think about all these dumb details and how are we going to get this accomplished. You're not going to have to worry about that anymore. If you're working with good people, which is the only people you should be working with, they will pay you quickly with FreshBooks. FreshBooks.com slash back to work is the place to go. You'll get an unrestricted 30 day free trial. No credit card required. You just go to FreshBooks.com slash back to work and enter back to work. One word in the, how did you hear about us section? Please go try this service out. I love it. I've used it for years and years and years, and uh, it's just great. They can't pay me to say that it's great. Uh, it just is, and this is this is what I use. This is what we use, and it's awesome. So go check it out, freshbooks.com slash back to work, promo code back to work in the how did you hear about us section. Thanks very much to them for their continued support. Thanks, FreshBooks. Buck, buck. <clears throat> now, I, ha- I had been thinking, I'll just mention this in passing. We can come back to this perhaps if you want. Um, but we did get a lot of nice feedback. And by a lot, I mean like, you know, a few uh, from listeners who heard us talking about last week. It was my thoughts on Fitbit. Um, if we want, we can come back to this. Several people had recommendations for what they prefer over a Fitbit. Sure. If you want a bespoke tracker, maybe let's come back to that. All I right. think it makes the most sense to talk about where both of us are with this. A week ago, I announced to Dan that I, I Dan, two weeks ago, you told me that Fitbit was coming out with a new um, Charge 3. I pre-ordered it and was wearing it, I think, last, no, I guess I was waiting for it last week, but I don't remember. Anyway, I, I got it, I got it, uh, I think it was last Tuesday, and uh, you got one, I yes. think, what? A couple days later. Or so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we, we both have the Fitbit Charge 3. Yes. Is this your first... You've been wearing it for a little under a week. Is this your first fitness tracker? I had one a long time ago when the Fitbit was the little bean and the bean would slide <laughs> the into bean the, in the sleeve in the sleeve and then you would you would tap it to make it do different things. Like you tap it right. 50 times if you wanted to if you're gonna walk and 30 times if you're gonna do jumping jacks and three times if you're gonna take a nap and whatever it was. Uh, but I haven't had one since then and, and I didn't use that one very much because I didn't like all the tapping. Well, I just, just in passing, this is increasingly less useful as this product evolves, but I learned a great trick via, um, MG Siegler Mm. about how, how to tap a Fitbit. This is like learning how to tap ketchup on the 57. So like if you, if you are doing an interaction that requires a tap on the watch, your, your, your mind tells you to tap on the screen part. You will get, for whatever reason, I found this to be true. Your mileage may vary. Tap on the topmost part of the screen, but basically tap on the edge, like right where the band meets the face. I don't know if that'll, that'll work as well in the three, but in previous ones I've had, if you need to do a tap to get it going, tap at the very top, like where the sleeve uh, or where the um, band meets the face. And it works so much more often than tapping anywhere else. That is a but very interesting, just, uh, I never would have thought to try that. Well, you, you nailed it though. I mean, and it's an enduring problem with this thing is like, we're so used to, in my case with the Apple watch, especially the series four, this, it is so fast. It is so responsive. The crown is so great. 
I mean, this really does feel kind of like a caveman device in a lot of ways. Sure. In some ways, even more so than the Charge 2, and I'm anxious to talk about that. But So just to clear the decks, then you used to have Bean in a Sleeve. La, la, la. <laughs> and then um, you have had Apple Watches briefly. Uh, so how's it going? Have you, you've, have you been wearing it for sleep? Have you been doing... Uh, have you been turning on and doing workouts with your rowing machine or your flipping tires or whatever you do? Have you been doing workouts and stuff? Yes, absolutely. I um, I took it to the gym, I think, two or three times so far. I've used it for rowing four, three, four times. Um, yeah, just about. And uh, I wore it for a full day for a number of days as an experiment. Um, I tried it. You know, I, I, as you know, I like mechanical watches, so I would. Oh, of course. I'm I not would, taking that into account. You are, in a sense, in essence, you are replacing, in a sense, <laughs> you're replacing your beloved mechanical watches with this. Uh, well, I did that for a few, fingers. a few days, but it felt wrong. So I started wearing it on my other wrist instead. Um, That's what I'm doing. I'm doing a Ted Cruz. I got my watch on my left wrist, my Apple watch, and I've got my Fitbit on my right wrist. Is that a Ted Cruz? Uh, uh, more and more people do something like that today. Um, even the Hodinkee guys do that sometimes, but like the first time somebody saw Ted Cruz wearing two watches, the, the internet kind of lit I'm up. I totally like, miss that. I love that. Because Ted Cruz is an alien. Yes. He's an yes, alien who yes. eats soup. And like the first time you see Ted Cruz wearing two watches, you're like, what is wrong with that guy? Were they He's just so two not, straight up normal watches? No, eventually somebody discovered that one of them was a fitness trainer. Oh, okay. Um, cause obviously, obviously the man's ripped. He's so jacked. Yeah. 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 I've, well, I, I mean, I can, I have m- mostly good, really some good, some very good and a couple little issues that I have with it, but I can say it, it, it seems to be really, really well made. It seems to be very, very comfortable. Uh, it's much lighter than I was expecting it to be, but it's not so light that it feels chintzy. Um, mm-hmm. the way that it's made is really good. The, I guess they call it a button on the left side of the of it, which isn't really a button. It's more like a haptic kind of a sensor. Like you press yeah. it, and it. And I, I like that. The screen is. I, I think you were talking in an email with one guy talking about how small um, some of the display elements. Some can of the be. type is so small. Yeah, it can be pretty small. Uh, but that. Oh, there's a nice picture. <laughs> but it show, hasn't. Show art. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be the show art. What kind of watch is that? Can you tell? Uh, hold on, let me. That's a small ass picture. Um, let me see if I can. Oh, it's 3,000 by 2,000. Oh, no, it made a little uh, boy. Give me oh, a, see, now Google's trying to keep you from stealing it's all photos. Pixelated. So it a pain in the butt. Yeah, give me the, give me the big one. version. All right. And uh, then I'll tell you. But. Uh, overall i really i really like it uh it's it definitely seems like it would hold up to being used and you know like i'm not flipping tires very often but the workouts that i do in the gym you know that's a solid hour of very very intense physical activity lifting lots of heavy things and moving things and throwing things and um and that type of stuff and it holds up seems to hold up just fine for that apparently it's uh, water resistant enough for you to swim with it or even shower with it, which is not something I, I would, I would not shower with something on my wrist anyway, if I could help it. Um, but I haven't, <laughs> it's like having water resistant shoes. Yeah, it's like, like, just go take a shower, take like a, a normal shower. But I guess if you wanted to swim and swim track with it, I, I did find that it did an excellent job of figuring out when I'm working out. If I don't tell it that I'm working out that worked for you, it did. I definitely mm-hmm. worked with rowing. I'm, 
I'm pretty sure it would work with weights, although I have to tell you, and this is just, I don't know where else to talk about this since this is my platform, I'll mention it here. Uh, if you if you're one of the people that goes to the gym and like let's say let's say you're doing bench press right there's a lot of people I see this all the time they'll go they'll they'll go up to the to the bench press they'll you know warm up and then they'll do their first set and then they'll sit there and the reason they sit there for a while is you're not supposed to do multiple sets of the same exercise in a row so they'll sit there and they so it might take you know 30 seconds to do your your you know eight lifts and then you're going to, they'll sit there on the bench. They'll just sort of sit there. They'll stand there. They'll look at their phone. And then I guess after three to five minutes or whatever goes by, then they'll do their next set. And then there'll be another five minutes while they're just sort of sitting there. Um, that is a very antiquated kind of way of working out. I, I think people do it because <laughs> they understand that you're supposed to wait X number of minutes between sets. You shouldn't just go into the same set. And the reason not is that you want to give your muscles a chance to, uh, I, I don't know all the science behind this, but you want to give them a chance to rest and clear out because otherwise they fatigue more quickly and you're more mm-hmm. prone to not only not injuries. getting enough. Yeah, it's definitely more prone to injuries, but you won't get as many, um, you won't be able to get as many reps because your muscles will fatigue more quickly. What what the modern way of thinking, and by modern I mean in the last like fifteen years, is that you want to do what's what I guess they call circuit training. So you would kind of set up maybe three different exercises that you might do. So for example, you might have um, you might do uh, squats, and then uh, you might do bent over row, and then you might do um, pull downs. Let's just say. So that would be your mm-hmm. three. So instead of doing squats and then waiting five minutes and doing another set and waiting five minutes, doing another set, and then then moving on to your next thing, you just do them one after another. So you do uh, you do squats and then you move to the next uh, bent over row and you do your set of those and then you go over to the uh, to the pull downs and do that. And then you, you might wait a minute or you might just go right back to the next one. So you're actually getting a lot more done in the same amount of time. Uh, because I do that, it was able to recognize that I was doing a full-on workout and not just having like a a 30-second blip of your heart rate went up. We don't know why, but then it was down for five minutes. So I would think if you were using the auto detection to do it in that sort of old-fashioned way of working out, it might not pick up that you were doing a full-on workout, but the way that I did it, it did pick it up. So that was nice. Um and then with rowing, it picked it up instantly and it knew exactly. And it's funny because like when I row, like if I do like, let's say a 30 minute row, I'm using the timer on the, um, on the, the rowing machine. So I know it's like, it's exactly 30 minutes. I'll stop when I'm done. And it, it and it was the time, you know, 30 minutes, 18 seconds. It was exactly the length of the duration of the workout that it detected. So it's pretty good at that. And I, I would say I was impressed with that. One thing that I, I don't know if there's an answer to this or not, there are several things that I'll do when I'm in the gym that are timed. Um, so, you know, it might be, it might be something like if you do it like a Superman hold, for example, if you're doing a Superman hold, <laughs> Superman hold. Yeah, look it up. Uh, if you're doing oh, a yeah. Superman, um, you, you know, you might be doing Superman for. Oh, that looks difficult. Yeah. That would be hard on my core. It, it is. Uh, and that might go for. Does 40, that hurt your dingus? Hello? Hmm? That might go for 45 seconds. Mm. Uh, and so I need to time that I need mm-hmm. to time it for exactly 45 seconds because I do not want to do it for 46 seconds. 
Mm-hmm. The problem is if you're using the automated, you know, like where you go in and you say, I'm going to do a workout now I'm, and you pick weights and you hit start, you cannot access the timer. So you can't be in a workout and then step out of the workout in order to start the 45 second countdown timer on your watch. Does that make sense? I don't know why. I think so I mean, I, something I'm going to definitely be bringing up is is how much fiddling there is to get so to much fiddling. Yes, that is a anything. <laughs> I, I I did I did I mean I I I'm sorry I, I don't want to cut you off. Like I, I'm, if I'm typing, it's because I'm writing down some notes to um, uh, respond and amplify to pretty much everything you're saying. But you know, I mean, that's probably not. I, I mean, I don't know anything about working out, but that's probably not what it's best at is the i mean does can it detect what kind of workout you're doing it did not it does not it just sees that, that seems like that would be virtually impossible it, like yeah like, it what i would on apple watch call uh, an open outdoor walk which is the only kind of workout that i do quote unquote i mean that's pretty different from rowing or bicycling or what have you i don't know how a device like the fitbit could even attempt to know what it is that you're doing it does like not if you're bringing up groceries does it think that that's an aerobic workout you know, that is a really good question. I don't know. I think it has to be like if you were bringing up groceries and your heart rate went up for whatever its minimum detection is 10 minutes. If you were doing 10 that, minutes is the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Like then it then it might think you were doing something. But I have no idea how it would do that uh, other than other than telling it. But I, I mean, it did detect that I was doing an activity. I wish the app was a little bit better in kind of prompting you about that i had to go into exercises i had to like tap the thing and and find it and hit the little the other thing that's frustrating is there are a very limited number of exercises um that that it identifies or can identify and there isn't one for example there isn't one for rowing so i have to enter it and Hmm. because it doesn't allow me to make a custom one i have to put something in for i guess it's like I, i think it thinks i'm on an elliptical I'm going to open up the Apple watch app and see what it offers. Cause I think, I think it's added stuff like yoga now. I want to say, Oh, that's nice. Um, but no, I mean, that's, I've tried yoga a couple of times and it was not what I thought it was going to be. It was pretty damn hard workouts. Um, workout view. Okay. I don't want to waste our time on this. Uh, can I respond to a couple things? Yeah. Yeah. So first off the, um, <clears throat> I, I, what I typed here was build quality. Um, one thing that drove me bananas about the charge, I, I've been very happy with the, what do they call it? It's the charge two. It used to be called the charge HR. Anyway, uh, I get the nomenclature messed up, but the one that I've had like three of in the past couple of years was the charge two, the previous generation of this. Right. And a tiny little dumb thing that constantly drove me nuts was that it would catch on things. There was something about the way, especially where, again, where the band meets the electronic device um, you know, it feels like the face, but really just wherever, wherever the seams are, it would just catch on sleeves and stuff. And it was, and it was really annoying. I have to give him credit. This new one, which is, uh, I imagine this was at least partly due to the improved water resistance. It necessarily has to be more sealed up. It, it's not as edgy and annoying, right? And grabby and stuff like that. Um, and it, you know, the build quality such as it is, uh, is better. Um, I have not tested it out with the um with the water stuff you know here's here's one all through what you're describing here like uh, i keep having this one thought which is that they're in a funny position where their competition 
is certainly other fitness trackers. I guess Garmin makes lots of these. We got several suggestions from listeners about different kinds of Garmins, et cetera. People who are serious, serious, like my wife, um, she's mostly on the Apple Watch full-time now, but she's in the past not been satisfied with the GPS on it. So she's had like a bespoke, like, you know, she ran, she ran a marathon a couple weeks ago. Like that's, she's an athlete. So she uh, has really relied on Garmins in the past, those big giant ones. Yeah. Like the like hippie watches, yeah. they're giant. But um. You know, here's here's the funny. So they, they they have to compete and on features with other fitness trackers, and I'm distinguishing between a smartwatch and a fitness tracker, and I'll tell you why in a second. They're also competing with smartwatches. Most of all, just because of how things have shaken out, they're competing with the Apple Watch. But they're also competing with, I imagine, all the Android watches, like whatever else is out there, and they're in a funny position because they are, and, and you know, so they put out their version of a smartwatch recently. And I think it did kind of okay. But think about the market that they're trying to reach. They're trying to reach people who have enjoyed Fitbit trackers in the past as fitness trackers, as step counters, right? They have that audience. They have the audience of, let's be honest, like things for kids. Like it needs to be a little bit rugged. You want to know that your kid's not a lard butt, like they're walking around and getting steps all day. <laughs> right. You've got the, you got the market of trying to compete with uh, the features of, of those other ones, the people who want like, you know, elite athlete features. You've got to compete with Apple that kind of does all of this stuff and better, let alone before you've even gotten to how it's better as a smartwatch. Mm -hmm. So to summarize all of that, the part that that I'm struggling with is, uh, and this sounds unkind, but like it feels like with every generation of Fitbit device, they are... Design is about trade-offs, right? Design is about what you decide editorially fits in What's to leave in, what's to leave out, as Bob Seger says, right? So every every design decision you make is about some kind of balance. It's about prioritization. It's about ease of use. And I kind of feel like, as somebody who's been using these for years now, mm-hmm. it kind of feels like every generation, in a need to uh, vaguely compete with smart watches, this becomes less and less useful and easy to use as a dedicated fitness tracker. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but I'll I'll give you the prime example for me, which is, yes, I want this to do my steps. Yes, I want this to do my sleep. And, you know, I don't even look at it. Like, I don't, I don't need to look at it. Mm-hmm. It's mainly, I don't even, I don't even really need a screen on this. Right. Thing. I was going to say, it sounds almost like you don't right. need the screen. Well, I'm not really, I mean, I'm glad that it's gotten more functional and accurate and all that kind of good stuff. But like, I rarely check to see if I've gotten enough steps today. Um, if I wore this as my only device, yeah, I guess I probably would in fairness, but what I use this for is to be a background tracking device that sends data to my phone. The data from my phone then gets pushed into all these different services to track this stuff, including Apple health. But honestly, I don't want or need to interact with this thing except for exactly one thing. There's exactly one thing I want to use this for, and that is to start a workout. Right. So, so yes, listener, listener who said this, this is, this is true. It will detect if you're doing a walk, but I do a lot of little small walks. I do a lot of eight tenths of a mile to two mile walks and I want to make sure it got it. Um, I want to make sure, you know, one thing that's not super clear, if it is currently synced and communicating with your phone, this is the charge three, you will get a map because it, you know, it uses the GPS of the phone, and you'll get a map of where you walked. And I like to have the map. I think it's kind of cool. It'll do stuff like elevation and things like that. Right. Stuff that I think it doesn't do if for whatever reason it didn't start the workout, 
or it wasn't connected to the phone. So in the past, I'd always look at it to say, okay, are you definitely communicating with the phone? This is a separate issue we'll talk about, but I have a hell of a time keeping mine connected and synced. I, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I'm having a really hard time with this. So yes, I do go in and what that, I go in and I start that workout. And what that previously meant was in the more hobbled and simple, simple, uh, charge three, you didn't have those two. So, right. So like previously you paged through by clicking on the side thing. So you page through and you could go in to via the phone or that website. You could go in and change what a, what is on your watch. So if you don't need all those workouts, don't make them options. And second, you could choose the order that they're in. Right. So if you wanted, you know, take a take a break to breathe to right. be your first page, you could do that. This is great. This is almost like the days of my first Sprint phone, where you could go in and like change the order of things on your phone through the website. It was so much easier than doing it on the phone. So it used to be then you click the button and you page through a page at a time, but you knew click click takes me to the start workout thing, right? Takes me to that page for start a walking workout. Right. Are you with me so far? Yes. Now, if I hit the button, well, first of all, when I hit the button, I'm still on a workout that I finished an hour and a half ago. So I hit the button again, that takes me up a level. I hit the button again, it takes me to the top level. Okay, great. Now I am ready to start a workout. Ready? I'm ready to start walking. So I am currently, and now the screen went black again. So I got to turn the screen on by hitting the button. One. I swipe right to left. That's two. Now, it's not a page. There's two buttons on this page. One for exercise. Oh, great. I lost it. One for exercise <laughs> and one for relax. Okay. So let's start over. Black. Turn it on. One. Right to left. Two. Click exercise. Three. Click walk. Four. Click start. Five. Now really, really, really hit the start button. Six. Six clicks to start a workout. And if there's an easier way to do that, please tell me and I, I will share it with people. I don't think it should take six clicks that are mostly screen interactions to start a workout on a fitness device. And that's why in order to have stuff like the weather on here, in order to have stuff like Bluetooth notifications of text, in order to have all of this hobbled smartwatch functionality, they've necessarily had to complicate the design interactions to where it's not as easy to do the most basic thing that this does, which is like, well, the most basic thing is just watch what I'm doing. The second most basic thing, one of the most essential things is like start and stop my workouts. So do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that and to I, me, and, that, and that's like- as an like, Apple Watch user, I don't feel like there's enough smartwatch stuff to make that worth all of that fiddling. Right. They've actually taken what sounds like the core function of the device, which is tell me, if, figure out or let me tell you when I'm working out so you can track it. Mm-hmm. And they've buried it and they've made it hard to, to manage it. And that actually buttresses nicely with my, um, my yeah, do, the, doing your, doing your circuits. The, like the, how the are you time, gonna, the timing thing? Like I have an overall there with sweaty hands and you're going to go interact with a screen timer. Like, <laughs> and that's the thing is like, so my thought on that was maybe if I just let it detect the workout and I don't actually tell it that I'm doing the workout. But I start working out and then just use the timer as necessary and then later on. But it seems almost like it can't do the two functions at the same time. It can't time a workout and also uh, time. Oh, that's super interesting. So you're saying like right now I'm in the middle of the work of a workout uh-huh. and I want to look at timers. Right. Is that even a thing that you I can't do? You can't do it. If you start a workout right now, 
and you try it's to totally modal. to go out, it'll say, oh, you know, you can do it, but it pauses the workout. It and it, you know, it, and I don't know if I'm assuming you can resume it. I don't know, but you know how you can pause a workout. Like if you, I imagine if you were jogging and you like someone said hi and you wanted to go talk to your friend, you could pause and then resume. That's what you need to do in order to start the timer. And that I'm, however, that minute that I'm going to spend in Superman pose, uh, that's <laughs> part of the workout. And my heart's going to be beating pretty hard while I'm doing it because it's really hard to hold that. I mean, now you have shape. to solve this little Sudoku. Yeah. So right now it's, how about this? Now I'm inside the workout. The workout is happening, even though I'm sitting here in a chair. Now I'm ready. I'm, I'm done. Right. I want this to stop. So you hit the button once it goes up a level and it's, it's now in, now you see the play button as though it's, it's a paused workout. Right. Right. I hit the button again, and now I got another two-button interface. I can either click to return, or I can hit finish. I'm going right. to finish. So, so, uh, one so you click, can't get past that to start the timer, can you? You can't, but also it's it's one click and two screen interactions to stop a workout. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I mean, I'm I guess it's good that it's in there. If this, it's difficult for me to separate this from my new brain of being an Apple Watch person, but I do kind of feel like you know. For my purposes, the reason I would want this, um, like it's it, I feel like they've traded off too much of the ease of functionality to put in a desperately hobbled version. You know what it is? It's a little bit like when you got Snake on your Nokia phone. It's like, yeah, I mean, technically, like I think it was Snake, but you've got a video game on your phone, but it's really, really lame. And you're like, well, I would not ever think of this as a video game device. And there's, there's all kinds of things in history where you've had this, you know, shovelware of like adding, adding stuff to something that costs virtually nothing that you can add as a bullet. But if adding those things as a bullet takes away the basic functionality and ease of use of what you ultimately want it for, it's not so great. Like if you're presented with an interface with, you know, 80 buttons on it and you only use two of them, that may not feel like flexibility. That feels like a mess. But I like it. I like it okay. Well, and so I'm I'm at the point now where I don't know. I like I like the fitness tracking stuff a lot, and I like that it tells me what's going on and and as far as performance and heart rate and calories burned, that's fascinating, and I like it, and I like it for that reason. But I am not positive that because I'll tell you what I'm not willing to do. I'm not willing to wear it to track my my workouts and then wear another watch to the workout to time the things that I have to time. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, you might say, come on, Dan, like, can't you just, can't you just time it like in your head? Can't you count to 45? Yeah. Yeah, I can. And what happens is after I get to about 35, I'm no longer counting seconds because I just want to get it over with. So I'll, mm-hmm. it won't be accurate. It's not accurate. A minute goes by so much faster than you think. There's um, a several kinds of uh, noodles I make for my daughter. Things like angel hair, things like ramen, things like green noodles. And, um, and so there's a process for me that I mostly use the Echo product for, which is I'll say, or so sometimes what I'll do is, this is real dumb, but I'll say to my watch, I'll start water boiling. And I'll say to my watch, remind me to check uh, boiling water in five minutes or eight minutes or whatever. Right. And then once I drop the noodles in, I say to the Echo, set a pasta timer for three minutes. I'll tell you, it is shocking how fast three minutes go by. <laughs> if you really want to try this, try try setting a one-minute timer and see how fast it goes by. It is just enough time for you to forget that you had set a timer. 
you, you, you realize you're the dumbest person in the world. Those timers go so fast. But in that case, it's so easy. Why would you not? I don't understand why you would not use those kinds of voice-based timers at this point. You're nuts. Never again in your life should you start boiling water for pasta without setting a timer. You're an insane person. And once you start doing this, like you get these compensatory muscles where I say, check bath water in eight minutes. I'm never going to overfill a bathtub again. Not you. You're not going to do that, but I do. So that kind of stuff, that has become like second nature to me. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of that, it's the watch or it's the echo device. But with this, I mean, those kinds of things are so buried in there. Like what are the other kinds of dinguses they've got? Oh God, I got um, three clicks to get out of my workout. But it just, it pages? doesn't make sense to me why you can't do something else on the device other than the, they make, you know, it's so hard to get into the workout and set it up, but you can't do anything else. Your only option is do you think to, it's a memory constraint, a functional restraint, or an interface restraint? Hmm. So is it is it because it doesn't have the RAM or the horsepower? It doesn't have the RAM to keep that much stuff open. Is it because it can't, it can't do two things at once from a power standpoint? Or is it, be, not, you know, like... A, I don't uh, know the answer to this. I can tell you that my Casio G-Shock is able to show to, to keep track of the regular time, like the time of day. <clears throat> it is able to have a stopwatch going with lap timer and it's able to have a countdown timer going all at the same time a casio a, a casio watch just a little, little, the little tiny mini 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 computer that's perfectly accommodating to do several time-based things on right and i can switch between those and going to look at the stopwatch starting it clearing it restarting it doesn't affect the countdown timer at all and it also doesn't affect its ability to to tell regular time and yeah. i can i can look at all of these i can jump back and forth in fact casio knows you might want to do this and some of their watches will show you even on the main screen it'll show you that there's a countdown going on like casio has gotten this for i don't know how how long have we had casio watches as in the regular thing Since in the world at least i 80s? mean in the mainstream they were definitely in the early 80s yeah. if not the 70s so like they they've got this figured out it's this is not a tough thing to do and the idea that some you know you can you can get into a casio watch for about 15 dollars and it'll do a <laughs> lot of this stuff so for yeah. something that's 10 times the cost i want to be able to time something during a workout it just doesn't it doesn't make sense that it doesn't want you to do that I think this is a user interface constraint. I guarantee you that whatever little mm-hmm. computer is inside of it could, could track three different timers, if not 50 different timers, you know? Well, I mean, you know, not to be too philosophical here, but one imagines, as you say, a device that retails for one-tenth the price has the computing power to do that. It probably could or does have the power. As you say, it's it's an interface uh, limitation. They don't Maybe they don't want you to do more than one thing at once. Yeah, to keep it simple. I have a couple more um, questions for you. Oh, before, um, before I, I, while you were talking, I was able to identify this watch. Um, oh, Ted Cruz? Yeah. I did need to source a different um, photo of, of that, of the watch that you were talking about. And I mm-hmm. knew even from the first one that you showed me that it, it looked like a Tag Heuer. Just, it just looked like that because the way the, um, the bezel looked and, and that has a very distinctive look to it. It's kind of steampunk. And well, and, and so I found another picture of, I don't know if it's the same event or something from that time period or whatever, but another one uh, that's a close up. So if you look at this image that I yeah. just sent you, you can see the Tag Heuer logo at 12 oh, o'clock. Yeah, look at that. I wasn't able to find a close up picture of that exact 
Tag Heuer, but here's one there in the dial. You'll when they have a a light dial with dark subdials that usually call Ooh. that a, a panda style dial. So that's the same watch with a different strap and a light dial instead of a dark dial. What I could find though, I think you nailed it. Well, I no, I know I did. Uh, what I did <laughs> find though is a very similar. Um, watch you'll see in that one that one has a the numeral 12 at the top instead of the diamond indicator for 12 uh but that's Mm. essentially the same watch so what what is this watch this is a tag heuer professional 2000 chronograph it was released most likely in the very late 90s or early 2000s and uh it's not currently available in this exact configuration so, so you're out of luck if you want ted cruz's watch, if you're you going go for the, the ted cruz look they they mm-hmm. still do make the professional line but most the closest you're going to get to this right now today would probably be the aqua racer okay that's what i'll get then, um, the aqua racer. if you if especially if you're into that bezel and it's it just sets you back about two grand that's fine that's fine I, i'm looking for the i want fully immersive i want to basically larp ted cruz um so and you're 90 percent of the way there you just need to okay. watch i like soup uh good job good detective work dan yeah yeah, yeah. so um why well i got at least one more question for you but what do you want to tell me about one more thing that you like uh yeah let me tell you about it's i'm going to tell our sponsor is another podcast what it is another podcast i have is that illegal is that legal can yes, you even do that they can do that Are you sure it's uh well it's not a competitor they're not they're not talking about productivity tips and fitness trackers oh pounds on creativity so yeah. it's a different it's a different thing it What's is a podcast dan what is it it is called the growth show and this the is growth a, show. this is a relatively new podcast uh it uh it has actually it, it is not i shouldn't say it's relatively new i should say brand new it's just premiering and uh what they're doing they they're one of these shows where they've gone and they have like a whole back catalog like and i don't know if they're releasing them all at once or if they haven't but this this is a show they've been working on for a long time it's created by hubspot which i know people have, have already heard of and and what they do is they talk about the stories behind how people start and grow a business from the very idea all the way uh, up and beyond and wow. this is this is why you know i think it might be interesting to the listeners um but they talk about how uh, how the what the process is to do this and everything from how do you you know how do you use social media to help get the word out about it i know that's been super helpful with me with with fireside so they talk about that they talk about you know how how do you can actually like grow a, a movement so that figuring out okay this is a trend this is a thing how can i be involved in that how can i have a business that's tied into that and they've had uh they've had some really cool guests that they've already you know how they they again pre-recorded them so they're going to be releasing them so they can i can tell you who they are but it's the people behind class pass um moon pie social media glossier um there's a, a business called uh, the spartan race all of these are are people that they've interviewed on the show and they have them and these episodes are coming out and uh, it's they've got tons of great stories. They've got great guests. They've got tons of great advice. And of course, it's going to be on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you want to listen. Uh, so that's what you need to do. It's actually coming out tomorrow, October 17th. So once you hear this, go and check it out. You'll just search for The Growth Show on any of these platforms that you want and uh, and go check it out. We appreciate them sponsoring the show, but I think it sounds like something I'll be listening to. So uh, thanks very much to The Growth Show. Thanks, Growth Show. Go check them out. New sponsor.
I get multiple dings. Good job, Gross Show. Buck, buck. Um, so my, I, I mean, what's your overall feeling? My, Are you going to keep this? Are you keeping it? You're going to keep wearing it? My, my father. <laughs> I just want to say quickly in passing because you like you love these Amazon links. Yeah. I have the my father. I have the AccuRite. This is my weather station. Oh yeah, I have AccuRite zero one zero one four M weather station with AccuRite access for remote Wait, monitoring. Wait, four M or four N? Four M or four N? I have Accurite zero one zero one four M weather station with Accurite access for remote monitoring compatible with Amazon Alexa. All right, it's one hundred forty nine dollars, but it's a nice weather station. It's not expensive. These things go into the thousands. Well, Snell had one of these, has one had one of these for years, and that's what kind of inspired me uh, to do it. Was like I thought it's so cool. Like he knows exactly what's happening in his yard when he's not there, um, and I'm you know, and when he is there, old. huh? And when he is there, he knows. That's true. That's a good point. And when you are there, you are there. So that's not. So, uh, sorry. Now I'm throwing back to you, Dan. Yeah. You're going to ask me if I'm going to keep it. Yeah. I keep everything. I don't send anything back. Mm. I did like my fourth request for refund, maybe ever in the history of Amazon this week. I never send anything back. I'm the worst. Um, and I do like mine. I do like mine, which which also kind of is going to, in a second, lead me to the other question that we have not talked about at all. But no, I mean, I, I like it for what it does. I Every time I buy one of these, I think to myself, I wonder if this is the last Fitbit I'll ever buy. Because I'm pretty sure this is the last Fitbit I'll ever buy. Mm-hmm. I can virtually assure you this is the last Fitbit I'll buy. Not because I hate the Fitbit company, um, but just because it, you know, it, the usefulness that, that... Okay, so Fitbit used to be um, uniquely useful to me in step tracking and sleep tracking. And over time, wow, has the Apple Watch ever gotten better at both of those? Now the Apple Watch does all of this, plus so much more, plus has better water, water resistance, whilst at the same time, the Fitbit is less and less like a thing that's fun to use as just a fitness tracker. So, no, I mean, I would say, um, you could, uh, these, I would say this could be even especially good, for example, for a kid. Like a kid is not going to turn on mini workouts. My daughter never turns on workouts. She doesn't care. But you, she, you will know how your sleep went. You will know how many steps you got. And if you have a phone nearby, you can get notifications and stuff. But mm, I mean, I, I, I think it's going to be, I can't imagine that it's not going to be tough for them to keep at it as this market continues to mature. And as they get killed, probably not killed, but they get competition on both ends on the one end you've got the apple watch and similar that do all of this stuff and at the other end you have to imagine whatever else is left under that umbrella is going to get gobbled up eventually by hundred dollar or cheaper devices yeah. that are dedicated trackers you know it's almost like the like fidget spinners or stuff you know <laughs> where like it's you gotta it's like we learned this from shark tank you got to have more than a great idea like you got to have more than just an idea to put jammies on your dog so they don't shed like you or you know or whatnot but yeah, I kind of can't imagine. I, I feel bad because like, I don't know how they're going to survive. Um, I imagine they will probably get acquired at some point for somebody that's able to do something more with them. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, have we, we, have we talked about sleeping? No, and I, haven't, you, I have not used it for that. Oh, it's because is it because you don't want to wear a watch while you sleep? Yeah, I don't, I don't want anything on. No, oh, I wish you'd try it. I mean, you Maybe don't I'll have to try it your for results. You. Well, I wish you'd try it. Um, you don't take naps either. If you, the, one nice thing, again, the automatic sleep detection is dynamite. Now something that many Apple Watch apps do. But uh, if you lay down for an hour or more, uh, it'll track that. Otherwise, you have to add it manually. 
But uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I would be interested to hear uh, if you give that a spin just to see how it comes up. If it's, it's kind of fun to imagine before you look at the results to say to yourself, how did I sleep last night? Mm-hmm. Like one to three. How well did I sleep? And then look at the results and see how you feel about it. It can be very interesting. Now, the, the salient question here, the question, the, the elephant in, in the gym, uh, what's the future of this for you at this point? Are you going to give it to your kid? He wants it. As soon as I took it out of the box, he, he, his eyes lit up and he's like, I would, he said, I would very much like that. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, yeah, no, I bet you would. He, he wants it. Um, Battery life's pretty good. I think seven days is a bit nah, of a stretch. No, it's not hitting seven days with me at all. Three, no, I think four? it's more like a four, yeah, four day. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's like, it's the Steve Jobs numbers. Like, it'll last forever if you don't use it. <laughs> That's if you right. If you, don't use it, if you don't use it, it's perfectly functional. Uh, <laughs> if you use it, of course, you're going to run into bugs and it'll run out of battery life. But if you don't use it, it'll be fine. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to give it another chance. I'll give it a few more days and try it. Maybe I'll try the sleeping if I can. Sleep with it just one night. I'll try, try it. it. I'll try it. And if, if not, maybe he'll get it. Maybe I will send it back. I don't know. I don't know. All right. I'm glad you gave it a go. You need this for your work. I need, I need to do it for the show, you know? Oh, but I get a series four. You should get a series four for your work. uh, So nice. Big, big, big numbers. Now, did you get the, the little one or the big one? What do you think? I got the big one. Big one. It's actually the little one screen is as big as the big one's old screen. I still have my series two because I'm, I'm a rich boy, I guess. I mean, like it's so funny when I say to people, I have two Apple watches. It's like, Oh my God. Yeah. I have, what would I do? What, what is my option? My option is to like sell or throw away my old Apple watch. Of course I still have it. So when, when my fancy boy watch is, um, is charging, uh, I wear the series two and it feels comically small. The, the stuff on screen feels really, really, really small and it's noticeably slower. Just saying, you need it for your work. You can always send it back. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you love sending things back. I did not. That's that's my mo. Um, <laughs> that's your, that's your secret. You're what's the delay back. time on getting one of these? If I get one of these, like, could I talk about it for next week, or is it going to be weeks weeks out still? Let's go look. I'm going to. I'm well, going to while you go and look, I would like to thank a listener, uh, yeah. Joseph Joseph K. I'm going to call him Joe. I feel like I know him. Um, and Joseph said, hi, Dan Merlin. In recent episodes, you've been talking about apps for creating and managing text files in a cross compatible way. I just wanted to let you guys know about FS notes. Oh yeah. I I bought that yesterday on their recommendation. It bills itself as a modern notational velocity and VALT on steroids for Mac OS and iOS. And in my experience, it lives up to the claim. It is strangely enough available on the Mac app store. And I think it's worth checking out. Hope it's useful. So I, I did go and check this out. Now FS notes is an open source project. Uh, so you can, you can buy it on the app store for $3. You can buy, um, the Mac app store for $3. You can get it for your iOS device also for $3. Uh, or you can just go to the GitHub repository where it is the open source. You can just download it. So, uh, and, and, and if you go to GitHub, if you are not familiar with GitHub, what you want to do is you want to go to the site linked from the FS notes website. And then you, um, you just, uh, click the release. There's a little, tab thing at the top that says 89 releases you click that and it'll give you the latest release which is version 2.3 it is in how all would you, how would you get it on your phone 
uh, you would need to buy it for the phone, but this is for the Mac version. I'm sorry, man. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you can, cool, cool. you can just download it for free for the Mac version, or if you want to support them, then uh, you can go and buy it, which I recommend because it's a great app or, but if you want to cool. just try yeah. it, you can just download it and try it and use it. I think for me, it, it is exactly what I've been wanting on the Mac uh, for a replacement, if you will, for the um, for NV Alt, it it is very much like NV Alt with some more customizations and uh, and other things that you can it's a do. Little, it's just it's a little bit prettier, yeah. but not fussy. No, that's important. Like for me, the fussiness it needs to not look like a like freaking. I don't know some kind of carnival ride. I like it's very it's very clean, as they say. Um, I'm looking at it right now. And uh, and I was able to just point it at my folder on Dropbox just fine. Yes, absolutely. And it works perfectly and it doesn't interfere with anything. And one of the things that I really like is if you open if there's if, if you open a code file, mm-hmm. then it does uh, it does it stylizes the text for you the way that it like TextMate or another Atom text. And it's got it's got even got uh, themes for that. Yeah, like you can pick Atom One. Well, it's got Solarized GitHub. Yeah, that's cool. So it's it's yeah. cool. I'm I'm liking it, and um and I have not tried it for iOS yet, but I think it it might be something that I could try. So I put that in the show notes. So wait, they have it for iOS too? Yes, there is an iOS version as well. Okay. All right. Yes, I'm sorry. That was implicit in what you're saying. I'm sorry. I'm looking at preferences, and I'm not being a smart person. I will it's check in the show it. notes. I mean, the thing is, there. I always feel like this is a yes. This is cool. I, I like this. I bought it. Um, I always feel like there's a little bit of a uh, not a MacGuffin, but a red herring in what people are always saying. Like, uh, perhaps unintentionally, I think a lot of people misunderstood what you were saying mm-hmm. in in what you were searching for, which is understandable. But what what I heard you saying and what you clarified in another episode. It's not that you're worried about quote unquote import or export. You want plain text files that can be synced into an NV alt like experience. Right. The, 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 there's several points to that. One point is like, I don't want a proprietary format. Well, this isn't that. Okay. Listen, <laughs> the, the part of that is that the most important parts of that are the plain text and the syncing. I want to be able to use any app I choose on these at any point. If a different one comes up, I need to be able to point to it at this folder and go and look at it. Maybe Bear can do that. That's fine. But like, I also want this as stripped down. I want, this is plain text. Like, I'm glad this can handle RTF, but I don't want to be seeking up a bunch of RTF files. Right. I want this entire corpus to be like a, a shockingly small amount of very compressed plain text. So, I, I mean, that's the difference. Is like what, what we're asking for here is not a particular app that does a particular thing. We're asking for a constellation of apps that all honor the fact that this all begins and lives as plain text on my computer and have everything else accommodate that, but never screw it up. Right. And, you know, fortunately, NVAlt has uh, over the years gotten real good mostly at dealing with um, between NVAlt's preferences or settings file and Dropbox. You very rarely get. I sometimes get data loss and I don't know why I sometimes, sometimes my today dot task paper disappears and oh. I don't know why does this do, sorry, I hit my mic. Does this do task paper? I don't think so. Let me look today. No, it does. Well, one, the, the one thing that the envy alt and its brethren do that is critical for me and the way that I work. And one of the things that none of the other apps that people are writing in and suggesting, excuse me, and suggesting that I use do is, um, is 
not only can it read and write text files created by anything and all put in one folder. So anything I put in that folder, regardless of where it was created, as long as it's a text file, I can access it, read it, modify it, edit it. But it's the searching thing. Uh, and, and that is there is a little bar uh, at the top and you can just start typing. So if I'm looking for oh, yeah. my instructions to create a PostgreSQL user, I can st- t- start typing P-O-S-T, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six different uh, notes that I've made. One of them is how to create a PostgreSQL user. One is a setup instructions for PostgreSQL on uh, Ubuntu. Another one is how to create and restore databases um, using compressed backups. Another is Mm -hmm. an Amazon AWS thing that talks about Postgres somewhere in the text of that file. And that's what it does. And it does it instantaneously. FS notes does this just the same that, that NV alt does it. So when I start typing out of the hundreds or thousands of notes that I've made over the years, it's going to show me exactly the one that I need. Whereas something hmm. like Ulysses that other people have, have suggested multiple times, which is a beautiful, beautiful application. Um, it's designed to be like a focused writing experience. And it, it, mm-hmm. I don't believe that it has search that works in quite the same way. But again, my two features are like any text file in a folder and search. And so I... Yeah, the notational velocity guy, like the, whoever was that invented it or, or implemented that idea yeah. of modality where like you're typing and like you can either, whatever you're typing, once you get to what you want, you either you can hit enter or you can like click to get to the thing that exists or the thing you want to exist. Mm-hmm. I did it just now where I'll type, you know, um, type say test and then SDATE, which is my text expander for the current date to make a date stamp. Right. Bloop, enter. And now you're in a new file. Mm-hmm. Like until you've really gotten that plus the escape key to get out until you've gotten into that, like this all seems like a really like a, why would anybody want this? But like you can't go back after you're used to this. You really, there's so much benefit to naming things in a certain way. And they've bubbled up stuff like what NVL calls bookmarks, which is the ability to say like, once I've typed B2W space, like make that a bookmark. So now I've got a key command to get to any of my back to work files. Right. They've done that. They've made that a little prettier, but um, yeah, I mean, this is a nice app. There's nothing wrong with this app at all. And the fact that it's uh, open source is really cool. Like I, I, I salute them. But yeah, NVALT. So what, why is it you didn't want NVALT? What? I still use NVALT. Um, there were just there was a little bit more organization that I was looking for, uh-huh. um, and uh, and so the FS notes does a good job of that. Um, they let you. I'm looking at it right now. Um, there's like a little archive section. You can have documents. You can have stuff in different folders that it can access. It has a concept of to-do lists as separate from notes. Oh, so, so I see it. Recognize- God, this thing has all kinds of weird errors. Uh, <laughs> like what? <laughs> well, in its uh, detection stuff. Well, first of all, what you're describing here is like, I think in my case, I'm noticing I clicked on the to-do yeah. section yeah. and it finds everything that includes dash space Bracket space bracket. Right, because it treats those as like list right. items in a to-do list. Yeah. But I mean, there's also this. So are you, are you in a document right now? Yeah. Okay, so type a word. Okay. Put your cursor somewhere in the middle of the word. And now you want to make a heading. So hit command one. While you're in the middle of the word. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Now say bold. While you're in the middle of the word. Yeah. 
See, that's a scope thing. They should they should know from scope that that's something you want to. And you see that, and there's some errors in the detection of uh, yeah. numerals and stuff. But you know, it's open source. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like um, Brett and whoever's working on it right now. They don't put a lot of stuff in MVL that they don't want to support. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like you know, it's I don't know. I, I I love that simplicity. But no, this is very pretty. You should you should check it out. You know, this is like, this is my version, I guess, of like VI Emacs. We're like, who really, who really effing cares? Except that this is the one that I like. And that, yeah. For me, that's MVL. I've come to, I've come to love it. It sinks. And just so y'all know, word on the street is at some point, there will be a version of drafts for the Mac coming one uh, year. Uh, very cool. So if you like drafts, which is so bananas powerful on iOS, keep an eye out because a uh, little birdie tells me there's a Mac version coming. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that guy. I'm secret beta man. <laughs> I'm secret beta cuck. Stop calling my wife. I'm secret beta cuck. So text is important. <laughs> yeah. Secret beta man dan it's an hour and 20 minutes we gotta let this thing go all righty are you doing okay yeah i'm all right now all right we'll catch back up next week on how you're doing with your uh, with your dingus all righty excuse me um <laughs> okay let's button this up all right okay i love you love you too more the man